Welcome to The Untrue Show, a personal journal covering pop culture, millennial life, relationships, and career from an untrue point of view hosted by me, Dana Jones. Happy New Year, everybody. I am so excited to be back and I really wanted to jump into everything that happened last year because last year, 2020, which was just a couple days ago, uh, when you're hearing this or, you know, essentially it's over. So we're in a new year and I started making this ultimate playlist for myself of like the best songs from 2020. And as I did that, I was like, I really want to tell everybody about this. And I thought more into it. And I was like, I should really just do a best of 2020 of everything like albums, books, shows, songs, all the things because 2020 feels like it lasted like five years. It was so long and it was so dark. And I think that some of the media that I consumed made it a little bit brighter and a little bit less, hmm, what is it? A little bit less stressful, a little bit less disappointing. I mean, I spent so much time telecommuting. I've been telecommuting since March, what, 18th of 2020. Uh, And to go from March all the way to the December to the end of the year to have that period where everything was like totally shut down. And then if you look at what I do, there is really no stopping because I market online. So if you think about how businesses change, everything that was going direct mail, that was going print, all moved over to go to digital marketing. So my foot has been on the gas all year and I was really excited to kind of get a window of a break right at the end of the year because I honestly feel like I wasn't able to get that throughout the year. So it was really nice to just kind of have some relax, relate, release time <laughs> at the end of the at the end of 2020 to really think about how long the year had been and what came out that I really enjoyed uh, and that helped me get over the hump because there were a lot of things that really did help me get over the hump. I listened to so much music last year. I finished eight books and I really enjoyed getting back into books. Um, I read a couple fiction books, a lot of memoirs. Um, and so without further ado, I guess I'll start off the uh, best of list with books. And the first book that I really got into and really liked for the year 2020 was actually Jessica Simpson's memoir. And I picked that up at the beginning of the year, right when it first came out. And I'd say, just as someone who grew up watching newlyweds, I was really intrigued about reading her story. One of the things that stood out to me was she talks a lot about her faith and she talks about how God told her that she should use her voice to change the world. And I thought that was a really good moment in the book. She talks a lot about her marriage to Nick, um, you know, family dynamics when as a child, you become the breadwinner for your family. And I never really thought about that and how it could cause disruption because literally Jessica being a singer changed everyone in her family's life. Like her sister ended up going on to be an actress and having her own singing career. Her mom you know, traveled with her, worked with her, her dad was her manager. And so all of them were really humble people from Texas who just kind of had their life trajectory changed by Jessica's career. And so I thought it was really interesting. I felt like she's a really great writer and whoever helped her write it, because, you know, I know she did have some help. The person that helped her write it, I thought they did a really good job of 
maintaining her voice to help tell the story. And she addressed a lot of the big pop culture moments that we know and love about her life as well as just talked about being a businesswoman. I mean, she's really become a mogul with her fashion empire. And so she talked a little bit about contracts and money. And I just overall thought it was a really great book. Um, Not just, you know, fodder or like tabloid type stuff, but really getting into the meat of like who she is and some of the things that she's been through to get where she is. Another book that I really loved in 2020 would have to be Anxious for Nothing. I think it was perfect timing for me to finish the book. I bought it a long time ago and I had it on my Kindle device. Um, I'm not sure if I bought it or if it was free in the Kindle library, but that's neither here nor there. I got it and I read it and it was really the perfect time to read a book about being anxious as we were stuck at home wondering about the world, like the state of the world, the pandemic virus, everything was shut down. I remember driving um, on Peachtree Street in Atlanta and just it just being so empty because no one was out like no one was really leaving home and it felt so awkward because normally it's so crowded not super crowded but way more crowded than it was it was literally like a ghost town for a long time and the malls were closed and they boarded up the malls at one point and uh it was just a lot a lot happening this year so I think that book really gave me a sense of calm and a lot of really great information on how to deal with the world when um, there's so much uncertainty in the world on the regular. And so now there's like even more uncertainty. So it makes you feel, it makes you feel a little, I, I honestly, I felt a little off, a little bit, not like myself and a little bit scared. And so that book gave me a lot of advice on like how to manage that, how to still have faith, how to still be really hopeful in spite of the state of the world and the universe. So I really liked that one. I also read this other book called Dangerous Prayers. And I really enjoyed that one too, because it was just talking about how we need to have this sacred communication, this language of longing when we do acts and we do pray. And it kind of made me look at prayers differently because I think a lot of times Sometimes, at least for me, when I pray, it's like, oh, thank you for this, or I want this, or I want that. And it's not really getting deep. And so this book is really about how to go deeper with your prayers. And if you do pray, like, this is a really great resource to kind of tell you, like, how to map that out, how to make it really personable, and how to, one part, So I'm looking back over my notes about the book is there's this quote that I highlighted and it says, do you need grace in your relationships with other people? Do you need mercy for all the secret things you struggle with? And that first question just touches me so much because I feel like after reading this book, I started really being intentional about showing other people grace in relationships. Sometimes we can get so consumed with our own plan and our own vision for the future that we forget to show that bit of grace. And it's just so essential now just because of everything we're dealing with. And every day I'm like, gosh, this is so difficult for me. But then I kind of had to start looking outward of like, gosh, I know this is so difficult for this person or that person. And the pandemic has been such a great equalizer because we're all going through it and it's affected us all in a lot of different ways. So I just really felt like those two books really helped me get more in touch with like my personal relationship with God and Also finding space to worship because I really miss church. I mean, I was one of those people who was at church most Sundays and I miss 
singing the songs. That was the best part. And we definitely can't do that right now. Um, we can't be together. We can't sing together. We can't have worship in church like we used to, especially the church I was going to. It's humongous. Um, and so we can't do all those things. So how do you navigate doing that at home? Like, what does that look like? And so these books really helped me connect with that personal time that I needed because you don't necessarily need a church to be a person that has faith or hope. I definitely believe that. But um so finding a sense of community in my own space to continue that, that level of connection was a big struggle. And so these books, this book and I'm um, anxious for nothing and dangerous prayers are both really helpful in me finding out, finding that space, making that room. Another book that I read this year that I really loved would have to be Mariah Carey's memoir. (laughs) I guess I'm on a memoir kick, but what I really loved about her memoir is that she just talks about growing up uh, in a way that was a bit traumatic and how that impacted who she is today and made her the person that she is. She had this moment in the book that really stood out to me and I love it because it it's a, I think we all have to have a healthy sense of our own ego. And there was a woman, I want to say it was when she was doing backup singing for, was it Brenda K star? I believe it was Brenda K star. And so she's a backup singer for Brenda K star and she was writing songs already then. And so she let Brenda K star hear the songs or see some of the lyrics. And Brenda was like, I would love to sing your songs. And there was this dialogue in the book where Mariah was like, I told her no. And I know that maybe I should have said yes. And she might've been baffled by me saying no, but she, she wasn't, she was nice about her saying no. But in Mariah's mind, she was like, my songs are going to be mine and they're going to change the world. And I can't give them to anyone else. I know how valuable they are. And I thought that was an amazing moment just because this was before Vision of Love. This was before We Belong Together. This was before all of her big, huge number ones, which there have been like over 20 at this point, over several decades. So this was back in the late 80s. And before anyone knew who she was, she had the confidence and the foresight about her life and her future to know my songs are going to be big and I can never give them to anyone else. And she was totally right. So I thought that was a a awesome moment in the book where she just kind of stood up for herself and knew her worth because so many times I feel this at work and I feel this when I interview for jobs and when I go talk to other companies is they're always like, we want to know how you think. And then instead of giving me like a Myers-Briggs test or a five love language test or strengths finder test, like any test like that, they're asking me for what I would do if I was in the role or they're asking me for product project ideas before I even get the job. And to me, that is going to take away what I'm good at and you're not going to pay me for it. That's what you're really trying to do. And so I've had to say no to a lot of stuff like that or walk away because you can't give things away for free. You, if people want them so bad, they wouldn't be continuing to ask for them. Like I've did on my other episode where I talked about my ideas getting stolen at work. They're obviously very valuable. If other people keep taking them and they're advancing off them or they're using them when I'm not in the room, I'm not going to give willingly give you an idea so you can do that if it's mine I know it's valuable and I know I got to keep it to myself 
So another book that I'm still reading. So I wanted to mention it just because what I've read so far has really just shaken me to the core, Uh, but it's called Crucial Conversations. And I think it's been so helpful. I almost feel like it's probably gonna have its whole own episode, but I read it in, in small batches and I like step away from it and I come back to it. But it's really all about how to navigate conversations that are really difficult to have, especially in the workplace, um, family conversations, but how to navigate taking an approach to get you a favorable outcome, how to navigate selecting the path you want to go in that communication to really make it impactful. And if it's something that is difficult to talk to another person about how to say it with a level of grace and strategy to where you're not offending the other person, but you're getting your message across. And one big thing I learned from this book is sometimes when things are tense, withholding information is not standing up for your whole self. So I'm big on doing that sometimes at work where I'll know a better route to do something or I'll know answers and I just won't give them because the conversation doesn't feel safe. So the book really gives tools that help you make an unsafe scenario more safe so that you can show up and be your whole self. So when I'm in those moments, I can kind of steer the conversation to more of a safe place so that there's room to say like, hey, I don't know if that's going to work in the way that you think it will, which I probably would not say it that way, but um, I would probably say, hey, I think that we can get the results that you'd really like to see by taking this route. And I would love for us to consider that route. That's a good way to say it (laughs) or better than the first one. So yeah, I'm still reading that one, but I'm sure I'll have more to share about it soon. I definitely would say it's one of the best books I started. I'm big on starting a book and coming back to it later. Sometimes the seasons in our life call us to do that, like anxious for nothing. I swear I started it 5,000 times, but this season we're in right now called me back to that book and it made it so much better for me to read and it made a lot more sense because it starts very slow but it it gets to the meat of things really quickly and I learned so much by picking it up again so if you try a book out and it's like not that great maybe think about that think maybe you're not in the season to really accept it and if you come back to it later it might really be impactful to your life so those are all the books gosh I feel like um Yeah, hopefully if you haven't read those, but if you find one that stands out to you, you will definitely pick it up. I hope so. And now I'm going to get into my favorite songs of 2020. So Apple Music does this list of like the 2020 replay, which is like the songs that I played the most for this year. So I used that, but then I also just had a list that I already knew that I'm like in love with. So I'm looking at that list as well, but a couple of um, things about my list. It's funny because I feel like TikTok has influenced my list a lot. <laughs> and then feel good music has influenced my list a lot too. A lot of these songs are just feel good songs. So the first song I'm going to say is Do It by Chloe and Halle. I just had so much fun learning the TikTok dance, watching the video, just jamming out to this. And literally their whole album, which is also on my best albums of 2020 list, um, I had so much fun with this song. And so I just highly recommend it to y'all. If you just want something to make you feel good in the moment, sing out loud, dance by yourself. Definitely have had lots of dance parties in my living room. So I highly recommend that everybody do the same. It is the best 
30 second break that you can have throughout the day. And it, I'm always looking for fun stress releases and it's the most fun stress release. So I highly, highly recommend that people have dance breaks. I have them in the morning. I have them in the afternoon, whatever you need to do to get through the day. And going on that uh, flow, I have to put Savage on my list. So I know the Savage remix was out, but I just put the original Savage. I had so much fun dancing to it. I had so much fun doing the TikTok and it's just the best. Uh, The Savage remix is a whole different vibe, but the original Savage song to me was the first time. I mean, it was like it was so timely because it hit and then TikTok hit and then um, the dance hit and it just blew up and it was the first time it happened. Now everybody's trying to replicate that magic, but it was magic, like the ultimate black girl magic moment for Megan to put out the song and for the um, girl who made up the dance to do the dance. And then she's in the lyric video as a cartoon doing the dance. So everything just kind of came together so well for that moment. And I love it. Um, moving more into, oh no, I'll, I'll keep it on that level. So another one I loved, I listened to all summer on my runs was Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles. It's just a vibe, very summer, very fun. I don't exactly know what Watermelon Sugar means. I think I do, but, um, we're not gonna talk about that today. Uh, however, I feel like the song, if it means what I think it does, it sounds like what it means and yeah, the lyrics align with what I think it says. But <laughs> anyway, so on to the next song. I really loved um, Just Like Magic by Ariana Grande. And I liked this song because it's just so fun. It's just just like a little bob and it's very lighthearted and chill. Uh, another song that I really loved was Willow by Taylor Swift. So this one just came out right at the end of the year. Very much a surprise, but it's the first song on the second album that she put out in 2019, which I really was drawn to it. Like I love the guitar, I love her voice, I love how it's very stripped down, but it's just chill and laid back. Like I put it on my cuffing season playlist for 2020 as well as my top songs of 2020 playlist (laughs) because I liked it so much. Um, And Another one that I really liked was BGE by Riley. So that stands for Big Girl Energy. It's just a feel good song. And there's this YouTube of her performing her songs live on the Terrell show. Uh, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I probably should have ranked those on here too. In fact, I will rank those on here too a little bit later. But she does all the songs. It's the EP. So I think it's about five songs. She does all of them live on the show with him and a very, very small COVID friendly audience. And they just groove to it because it's just so fun. It's laid back. I really loved Rather Be with Brandy. So that's definitely on my list. I'm so glad that she's making music again. And I loved watching her verses. That was probably my top, my what? no. Yeah, definitely in my top three verses. I want to say Babyface Teddy Riley was like number one because it was before verses became this big production. And then I also liked Patty and was it Patty and Gladys? Yeah, Patty and Gladys. I liked Patty and Gladys as well. That was one of my favorite verses. So uh, love those moments. I love how there was a big pivot to do those you know in the midst of this chaos and I loved when they were really raw with like the baby face and Teddy Riley like I thought that one was very enjoyable 
All right. So I think I got one more, two more songs on here that I wanted to cover. One was Weak by Flo Millie. And I just love it. It's just such a, this is such a fun rap song. And I definitely danced and probably listened to it a thousand times when it first came out. Uh, and then the last song I'm going to talk about is Come Around Me by Justin Bieber. So this is the first TikTok dance that I actually learned and recorded myself doing. So I listened to, of course, the TikTok snippet of it, which is a little bit different. And then I went and listened to the actual song and I was like, yo, I really like this. I like Justin Bieber's last album. And I love that Haley, his wife, is his muse. Uh, I loved Intentions too, but I thought Come Around Me is just a really just laid back, fun song. And I listened to it so many times, I realized I like it better than Yummy and Intentions. And You Get Me and some of the other songs on the album. So I'm going to give that one the best out of all the other ones. And then in terms of overall albums that I just listened to from start to finish, um... I really like Jojo, good to know. And she did three different versions. She did like a deluxe, a regular, an acoustic. And I listened to all of them. Um, they're all very different. And I really like Kilani. It was good until it wasn't. And Chloe and Hallie, Ungodly Hours. So those are my three, four albums that I really enjoyed. Also listened to the Brandy, which is B7 album a lot. <laughs> um, that one is pretty fun. And it's just is such so nostalgic because Brandy's first album was one of the first, probably the first CD I ever bought when I was a kid. So full circle moment for her to have seven albums and for me to really like this one too. Okay, now I'm going to get into shows. So I will go ahead and start with YouTube shows since I threw that out a little bit earlier, but my favorite or, you know, the top YouTube show I watched the most was Song Association and it's an L show. And so I really like that one just because I like guessing the songs. I think I'm pretty good at it, you know, from my couch, <laughs> but you, they basically throw out a word and you have 10 seconds to sing a song that has the word in it. So it's really fun. Um, there are a couple people that are really good at it. Like her was on there. She's really good at it. Uh, Riley was on there. She was really good at it. Uh, City Girls did one and I learned some new songs after they did theirs. So I really like City Girls on there, but Mariah did a holiday one and Tori Kelly also did a holiday themed one. Tori Kelly had an EP out this year. I listened to that from start to finish as well. It's like very short, but it's an easy listen. So I um, would just shout that one out if you're looking for a new music that, and if you really like the acoustic flow, cause it's all her playing the guitar basically. Uh, but she does a cover of Time Flies by Drake, which I had never heard Drake's version until I heard her version. So anyway, Song Association by Elle. And then Terrell's show, he had uh, Shantae Moore on there. He had Riley on there. And it's a little bit similar to Song Association. I don't know who started this, the trend of the 10 seconds sing a song with the word. So I can't say who borrowed it from who, but I obviously there's a theme because I like that style of a show and I really enjoyed watching both versions but Terrell is an awesome host it's really funny and really engaging and he's like super fans of the guests that he has like Shantae Moore was singing in her whistle register and he's like he fangirled over her it was so cute so I love his his joy in the guest um and what else did I watch a lot of on YouTube I, hmm I'd say those are probably the only two shows I watched pretty regularly. 
Um, and then if you go into TV shows, so wow. Uh, as I was making this list, I started to realize I probably watched a lot of shows, <laughs> but I, I mean, I work from home all day by myself. So I'll just blame it on that. But shows that I watched that I really, really loved and I played over and over. The first one is Never Have I Ever, which came out in the summer. And it's about a young girl who's an Indian and she's Indian heritage. And um, it, to me, I learned a lot from it because I've never seen a show about a young Indian girl. And so it was a learning experience to see like the parent child dynamic, to see the girl's dynamic at school and like everything she's going through and like some of the cultural things that she has, you know, being Indian and basically the girl's going through a lot of trauma and grief. So it kind of addresses how she's, she deals with those. Of course she's avoids them at first, but eventually she kind of comes to terms with the fact that she's really, never grieved the death of her father who died uh, maybe a couple months ahead of the story picking up Uh, and the way that she's like tried to cope with it has been really difficult so I'd like it I I really enjoyed it and I'd highly recommend it I I got one of my coworkers to watch it so we were able to talk about it together and um, it was really nice so I just highly recommend that if you're if you're interested I really love Diary of a Future President on Netflix and so this one was about a girl who is Mexican and um, she's supposed to be the future president and it's kind of her diary of when she was in middle school. So I thought it was really different for Disney um, because it had a lot of diversity. It had a lot of you just, I mean, it's on Disney plus. So maybe that gives it a lot more Liberty to be a little bit outside of the box. I'd say it was a lot like girl meets world, but more humorous and more light. I think Girl Meets World got a little bit heavy sometimes, but this is a really light show, really fun show about teenage girls and navigating relationships and navigating, you know, teenage girl stuff, (laughs) especially in middle school. So, you know, a little drama, um, growth opportunities, uh, family dynamics, explored a lot of different things and I really liked it and it was just fun. Uh, the next show was on Netflix. Never Have I Ever was also on Netflix, but the next show is also on Netflix and it is called The Babysitter's Club. So if you ever read the books and you know all about the series, but I just thought that this interpretation of The Babysitter's Club exceeded my expectations far and beyond. I know I've done an episode talking about how it was just fun. I mean, it was so great and I would recommend watching it. It was one of those things that I played over and over in the background for weeks after I got through it. And it's just, to me, it's even better than the books because the books were just glossed over a lot of real life. But I felt like the show was able to give it more of a human touch and modernize it as well. So highly recommend The Babysitter's Club on Netflix. Um, The next one, I feel like it came out right when the the bomb of social distancing quarantining was dropped on us and it was perfect timing but it's little fires everywhere I mean Carrie Washington Reese Witherspoon they were great the the child the kids in the show who played the teenagers and stuff they were great but it's a really cool story it, it almost made me want to read the book but I know the book is a little bit different I just really enjoyed the series so I highly recommend that one Um, Another thing that I watched that I really enjoyed was Happiness Continues. So it's a Jonas Brothers documentary 
uh, I think there's two versions of it. So there's one that's like a concert documentary. And then there's one that's like a documentary of their trajectory to fame. And so I watched both on Amazon Prime and I really enjoyed those. Um, I love their last album. So I really appreciate it. Like listen to them sing. I like that song used to be and they do it live and uh, they did a lot of their other songs live. So I've really just appreciated the documentary and it's really great background when you're, you know, doing work or something like that. Uh, the next thing that I would say I watched a lot of would be P Valley. And the reason that I love P Valley was because it's just so beautifully shot. Like the, the way that the people's skin looks, it almost just glows in the dark. It's amazing. The lighting on the show, um, is gorgeous. The story is different and I have just enjoyed watching their journey with it and I can't wait for season two. So I'm really excited to see more of what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess that's all I'll say about that one. But if you're an open-minded person, I highly recommend checking it out. It's a Showtime show or is it stars? It's stars. I think it's one of those <laughs> Showtime or stars, but I, I recommend checking it out. Uh, it's a, it's based on a concept by a woman of color. So I really like that too. A black woman basically wrote the story for it and it's her idea. So I really appreciated her perspective and the lens that it comes from. The story is really cool. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is from HBO max and it is called love life. It's, uh, Anna Kendrick. And it's this show about her journey through like finding a, a, a husband or, or finding the match for her. I guess that's the best way to put it. So finding the match for her, like all the things she learns about herself while she's on that journey. And I really liked Anna Kendrick in this because I feel like she's often doing like comedy and then, you know, when she was in Twilight, she was kind of in the background um, and then she was in Into the Woods where she was really singing. And I remember her in Noel on Disney Plus. Uh, I rewatched that this Christmas. So all those roles are just so different. So I really liked seeing her kind of be this grown up, just navigating, you know, grown up life and navigating, you know, meeting and dating and breaking up and going through all those things that we are going through as single women. So I just really liked the journey that she went through and watching it, the highs and lows of it. And it was just really relatable. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is high fidelity. So Zoe Kravitz was in this, it's, I think it was like a remake of a show, but the original had a guy and it was about dating. And in fact, I think the guy from high fidelity was also in love life coincidentally, but high fidelity is on Hulu. And, um, it's just about this woman who works at a record store. So the music and the show is bomb. And it's just like her navigating her life, like grieving the loss of a relationship and grieving and not grieving, but like confronting her role in the demise of it. So all of that is a lot, but it, I thought it was really good. And I'd recommend watching that one. And I really hate that it's only going to have one season because I really enjoyed the season that was out there. And um, I'm constantly telling people like, just check it out. It was a really cool series to see. Um, and the last thing I'm going to talk about is Ariana Grande's... Um, concert documentary that's on Netflix called excuse me I love you so she's basically 
filmed it on her last tour and it was the perfect end of the year surprise. So I was so excited like watching and even if you can't watch it, just listening to it while you work. A lot of times I'm looking for good shows that I don't have to pay close attention to after I watch them the first time and I can kind of play them as background noise. And it's literally that type of type of documentary concert that I can do that. So I'll give it cool points for that. (laughs) Um, Moving on to movies. So movies watching looked a lot different this year, but I have just a couple here. The first and foremost I'm going to talk about is Trolls World Tour. Tour. (laughs) So Trolls World Tour was probably one of the first movies that was released uh, digitally versus having the theater release. And I almost, almost paid 30 bucks to watch it just to rent it, but I didn't. It ended up hitting Hulu or was it Showtime? So see my Hulu, Showtime and Stars are like all in the same place. So it's hard to remember which one's which, but anyway, I watched it there. I streamed it and I loved it. I love how there was so many different genres of music in it. I love that Kelly Clarkson was in it. I loved, um, the villain's voice um what's her name trolls war tour the villain's voice um she's on super ex-girlfriend and um i really liked her singing voice like she did a lot of different songs rachel bloom so she plays queen barb who's the villain in this movie and she had she's a rock troll so she sings all these ozzy osbourne songs and i really like them like she sings crazy train and yeah Barracuda, Rocky Like a Hurricane, so like classic rock songs from a girl's perspective in a kid's movie. So of course they had like a little spin to them. And then um, Anna Kendrick, who's plays Poppy, is, you know, the more pop troll. So she sings the pop songs like Trolls Just Want to Have Fun, which is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And um, Mary J. Blige is a voice in there. And um, it's just good. Like, I really enjoyed the voice talents. I enjoyed the story. I think Trolls, the first Trolls movie, I really liked the story in that one. I thought it was so sweet. And this one, the story was good, uh, but I liked the singing. So I, I, I don't know. They're both movies I'd probably watch over and over again because they're just feel-good movies. And we need feel-good movies right now. <laughs> So also on my list would be Soul. I love the story. I really enjoyed the film. I mean, it had me in tears at the end. I liked it. I'm going to also throw in here Onward just because I was actually able to see that in theaters. And I love that they ended up releasing it early online because we were stuck at home. So that was nice, a nice treat. They also did that with Frozen 2 where they kind of released it early online, which is like a really good gift because great background movies after I've already seen them in theaters. Um, so I just appreciate that Disney Plus did that and didn't try to play games with us about getting the movies out there. <laughs> um, next on my list is Mulan. So I love that Mulan. I paid the $30 for the access early and it was worth every penny. I watched it several times. My mom watched it several times. She watched it with um, our little cousin who she babysits. And so I feel like I got my money's worth out of it. And I would likely say that it is my favorite live action film that Disney has ever done. So um, yeah, highly recommend that one. Highly recommend that one, but um, I'm just really excited that 2020 has passed (laughs) and that we are in a new year and there's an opportunity to just kind of 
not forget 2020, but just start fresh. I'll put it that way because I don't think there's any forgetting what we've all been through over the last couple months, but I think there is a chance for us to be open-minded, optimistic about what is ahead. And that's kind of what I plan to do. And so hopefully if I've set anything or set any shows or songs that made me feel good this year, there's something on this list that could make you feel good too, or did make you feel good. So I just wanted to, you know, enhance that nostalgic feeling (laughs) and continue the positivity through the new year. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to keep in touch with me, I'm on social media as The Great Dana J. So that's Facebook, Twitter, um, and Instagram. You can send me an email at Dana at thegreatdanaj.com and my blog is thegreatdanaj.com. If you like this episode and previous episodes too, feel free to leave me a review. I would love that. And um, I will be talking to you guys soon on the next episode. Take care. Bye.